0: Guess what, guys? We're not
1: doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Welcome back, guys. Selfie
1: family. family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Our Sleeve Life Podcast presents the Lisa Lampanelli Chronicles. Um, This is Kelly. This is Mel. And welcome back on the show, Lisa. Lisa's with us. Yay. Oh my God. I love this. You guys, this is like a really
2: fun, bright spot every month or whatever. How often we do it. It's great. I Yay. love
0: it. I look forward to it every month. I'm like, Oh, I get to talk to Lisa this week. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting more and more used to like seeing you mm-hmm. on her screen. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I it's great.
2: It's great. It's just like so weird that, um, you know, we kind of just clicked and it's, it's interesting because there's a lot, a lot of you know, podcasts that are fine mm-hmm. and you <laughs> kind of do your one appearance and you're going great but yeah. not someone I want to hang out with forever. So, uh, I'm glad this is good for you guys too. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. yes. It's
1: really cool when people are like, oh, so what do you do on your podcast? I'm like, oh, no big deal. We talked to Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah, at yeah
2: she's a big deal or at she's least we think she is. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm always
1: like, I don't know if you know her, but she's like
0: an iconic legend for a comedy and they're like, oh, we know her. I'm like, hey, you better yeah,
1: most people that I like younger people don't know. Like I don't they're just like, like my niece. Yeah. yeah. They have no idea. So like, but, well, you know what what's funny is I keep bumping
2: into and I don't know why this is, but more and more millennials I think are starting to know who I was because I'm hearing from these people I do these Instagram lives with who are around the age of 30 or so. They're like, "Oh, my folks, let me watch you on the roasts and uh, it's yeah. almost like their parents had to be cool Yep, and um, I'm like that's really flattering and also I think too people understand that the type of comedy I did wasn't exactly woke and now I don't do that anymore don't. so mm-hmm. they can embrace the fact that people do
1: change and we go okay well I'm gonna dial it back a notch <laughs> 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 speaking of so completely random mm-hmm. but talk about dialing it back a notch so i found this picture of these matching shirts because we're going to disneyland Mm. well i'm going to disneyland with my boyfriend and his two daughters yeah and he's not a matching shirt person and i found this shirt and it says she wanted the d and it's the disney one yeah and then it's on hers it says so i gave her the d (laughs) yeah I and did not know. or so he gave me the D or something like that. So I was talking to Eric about it, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, yeah, there's a big article about it because people are getting really pissed that people yeah. are wearing these shirts to Disney. And I was like, kids don't know what that means. They don't. And' he's I like, mean, they what? don't they don't. don't
2: know. I mean, the fact is, too, I'm shocked Disney isn't really pissed and shutting it down because they're the most litigious bunch of people in the world. Like, you can't get away with anything with their logos. No. So, I mean, it'll only be a matter of time before it's a collector's item. So order that thing. Oh, I'm going
1: to make it. I'm going to make it. And I've got my cricket. She's like, I'm already ready to go. Yeah. That is nice. hilarious. And he agreed to wear that matching shirt. Oh, good. And I was like, that'll be really funny if they tell him to not wear that because Zach does oh not do well with people <laughs> telling him what to do. Oh, he doesn't do well with authority <laughs> whatsoever. No. If you tell it like he will not take it off just on principle. Yep. Oh like, my
2: god! Okay, so it would be like a personal boundary yep. of Disney and you have to figure out if his boundary match exactly. Which is such a great segue into our sub GI. Exactly, yeah. exactly,
1: because we are going to discuss boundaries after weight loss surgery, or just in general. Yeah, yeah. Because, because for life, it it is, and but I think for especially overweight people, you don't realize that you can have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Oh, with because
0: yeah. that's I what mean, I was going to say before we started was like I didn't not that I didn't have boundaries I just didn't know I could say no mm-hmm. I didn't know that I could put up boundaries and people would still be there I mm-hmm. just always thought they would leave if I put up walls well and you know? some people will which has happened Yeah, and it's
1: okay yep it's okay yeah. if your boundaries don't match your friends mm-hmm. your partner whatever family yeah. members it's it's okay it's totally yeah. fine I mean
2: if they're supposed to drift out of your life they they are supposed to, you know? It, yeah. And, and while there's sadness there, usually mm-hmm. and some kind of loss and pain mm-hmm. and grief, it's just like, well, if that person can't respect what mm-hmm. you want, I mean, here we are, literally putting this boundary in our stomach yes. of it's like in there's internal boundary, so we can't eat too much eat too much food. Mm-hmm. Right. I just did a podcast episode um, on someone else. I was a guest on a show where the guy has major drug and alcohol in his past and he's pretty famous and he's going to announce it soon, having a podcast. And he was so, um, when I said to him once, I said, boy, if you could have a surgery where you could only drink two drinks a day, mm-hmm. would you get it? he's like, oh my God, absolutely. So we're basically getting a surgery <laughs> mm-hmm. where we can only eat a certain amount a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and We're doing that and enforcing it within ourselves. The least we can do is ask people, who supposedly care about us to adhere to boundaries we happen to have.
1: Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I never thought of it in that way. So I'm really glad that you said that because it is very accurate of we are literally, we made the decision to put a boundary with Mm -hmm. our stomachs. And now we are placing that in other areas of our life, whether that be work, family, friends, Co-workers, co-workers,
2: well, hosts <laughs> I'm sure, you know, different comments and things like that. It's very interesting too, because I think when you're fat, you just—I mean, even me being a comic and in you know this kind of badass profession and with this per- badass persona, mm-hmm. I still was like afraid to ask for what I want off stage. Like mm-hmm. on stage, it, it was like all bets are off. You yeah. right? have to do what I say. Yeah, but. I remember even being backstage and being like, oh God, that security guy is talking really loud, Mm. and I have to go over my act. What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, wait, who just sold those 2000 tickets? Was it the security guy or me? And it's not even about money, really. It's about going, wow, I'm allowed to ask for what I want. Mm. And often I think we get bitter, which I don't think we should, Mm -hmm. about having not ask for boundaries all these years. Mm-hmm. That was on us. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. to own that we didn't do the right thing for our own self-worth. Mm-hmm. And now we have to change. And sometimes people aren't
0: used to the new us. Oh, God. Correct. They are so not. I non- mean,
1: <laughs> I literally just went through this. And yeah, you w- broke up with some girlfriends. I, yeah, like two like weeks ago. Long-term girlfriends. Good. Uh, Good. We went to, uh, I did dental assisting, which Many people might not know, but Mm -hmm. I actually went through a really hardcore dental assisting program Mm -hmm. and I met these girls and we instantly clicked and we just became really, really close. And we did like Christmas things together, Thanksgiving things like it was very close. It was
0: like a family.
1: Yeah. And I'm realizing after the divorce, people aren't like I'm realizing who's there and who's not. And right. they were absolutely not there.
0: Well, they weren't even there for your weight loss surgery. Like no. I don't remember them texting or checking in.
1: No, not for the ah. weight loss and definitely not for the podcast, which Mm-mm. anybody who talks to me knows like this is, this is my baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this I, is not something you take lightly.
2: Like no. this has mm-hmm. literally become a passion and a career mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a different direction for you. And I think people are threatened by people who change. Yeah. And I'm sure I've been threatened by people who change too. Yeah. Like I'm not immune to that. Yeah. So um I just do resent when people fill in the blank with the new word that, um, oh, now that she's skinny, she's a bitch. Right. Now that she's famous, she's a bitch. Now that she has money. It's like, no, I was always a bitch. <laughs> I just didn't put it in the right direction and it needs to be in your direction, bitch. 100%. Think, again, again, the old saying, you know, we teach people how to treat us. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like we didn't notice the red flags early enough Mm -hmm. and probably due to the lack of esteem we had in ourselves. Correct. So maybe with these women, they weren't always there for you, but you didn't feel worthy enough. Or I didn't feel worthy enough to speak Mm -hmm. up and just get rid of them sooner.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I mean, and up until I had surgery, we were very close. And so, well, and I had surgery, we were busy, and then pandemic hit. So Mm -hmm. then we weren't seeing each other at all. And Mm -hmm. then the divorce hit, and... They So long story short, they went to a pumpkin patch. We used to go every single year. It's not like I would have had time to go, but they posted pictures of the two of them going with their family, yeah. families. Yeah. And I was so, and before me would have just been like, oh, that sucks that I wasn't mm-hmm. invited and I wouldn't have said anything. But I was like, fuck that. I'm going to say something. Yeah. And so I wrote, and I was like, where was my invite? I was so yeah. proud of you. I was so excited. That's, <laughs> that's great. And and again, you know, uh,
2: it's not right or wrong to write that email. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's just phasing somebody out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes just noticing and going, oh, they make me feel like shit. So I guess they're not right for me. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to look in the mirror at the end of the day and say, mm-hmm. did I place the boundary correctly? So the fact that you did that and you're like, yeah, that was right for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, yep. I had to sort of get rid of friends who, um, You know, stayed too much in victim or drinking Mm -hmm. too much, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have the discussion. Sometimes you just go, you know what? She's so drunk, she's going to not even notice that we're not Not even there. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So I think a lot of it is just us preserving the right relationships by spelling that shit out Mm -hmm. early.
1: Yeah. And, you know, again, people that know us Mm -hmm. know that our journey on our weight loss. Is the means of world to us like we're Mm -hmm. not taking the second chance in life like no, we're not. And we took a responsibility by creating this podcast and becoming, you know, quote unquote sponsors for people Mm -hmm. or just, you know, a a shoulder to cry on to talk to whatever it be. It's very important. It's not something that is just. You know, we're sitting here talking about nothing like this is this is yeah. important work that we're doing. Hurting?
0: And it's funny when you can tell who cares and doesn't like my husband will be like when he sees me texting, I'll be like, oh, hey, someone's going on in the benchy chat. Like someone's upset. Mm-hmm. And He's like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like taking care of it. But if I'm with like a different friend and they see me do that, they get mad because I'm mm-hmm. not not me. giving them like the time, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. giving them the attention. And it's like, OK, hold on. Like and then we have to have the conversation of like, hey, this sure. is this is like what, what I'm dealing with and mm-hmm. these are important people to me and this is a, a thing and I'll be mm-hmm. done in a second, but it's like, you can't, I had to put up the boundary in the wall of like, you can't do that to me. Like yeah. there are right. certain well, things that well, I need as, to do. As a matter of fact, she can do it to I you. I mean, she can. Yeah. If, if no, but if
2: that's a boundary for her. her yeah. Mm-hmm. If you she know. expects so, you to have your one,
1: full attention right. on her.
2: And then, then what she has to do is in advance say, look, I get that you're really into this. I feel mm-hmm. pushed aside. Can we take, just an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can put an alert on your phone. I mean, mm-hmm. if the relationship's important enough to you and her to have that talk, but again, it's her bad for not saying something mm-hmm. for rolling the rise, whatever the behavior ends up oh, being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a friend who, I mean, I would say more of a, an acquaintance who's, uh, you know, 30 years old and that age group loves to always be on their phones mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I really have to say something or I have to accept it. So it's one one or the the other, other. yeah. And the thing is, I think I chalked it up to millennial or whatever, Jen, whatever it is. Um, I'm probably gonna end up phasing this person out Mm -hmm. in a non-mean way. Right. Would the braver Lisa be like, dude, you got to get off that phone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
2: it's my bad if I get mad at him for not saying something first. So she needs to say that.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what I was like when I talked to this person, I was like, I just need to know, mm-hmm. like, that's like the biggest deal with me. Cause I, I like autocorrect really fast. Mm-hmm. Like I had a friend that went from jo- Jocelyn to Josh and then they mm-hmm. wanted to do all to be called they or them, and mm-hmm. it was funny because when they when he when they told me that I instantly changed within like minutes and he's like how did you do that and I was yes. like well you asked me to mm-hmm. he's like yeah but now you're actually saying they and them I'm like but that's what you asked me to do so that's what I'm gonna do yeah. mm-hmm. so it's the same thing with this person I was just like mm-hmm. you just have to tell me yeah I, if I care about you I will ad- adapt and change but I just mm-hmm. have to know I'm not a mind reader I've learned right. that with my husband like we have to talk communication. We- is key. We've learned it here. Even here. Yeah. Of, course, of
2: course. I mean, I mean and this is a business partnership mm-hmm. and a friendship and those mm-hmm. are really sticky anyway. Mm-hmm. right? Um, so they can be, that has to be full transparency. And mm-hmm. I remember I heard this great interview with the Duplass brothers on, I think it was Brene Brown. And they said, cause they work together all the time, making movies and TV shows and they literally walk side by side and have all their big talks on hikes Mm. and look straight ahead because it's easier to say the truth when you don't have to look at each other. Mm. And they are like, we do a big hike every day and anything hard that comes out, we just come out. And I find that's true I too. Love I love that, That's I mean, really I cool. I certainly don't do the walking part because I'm a lazy bitch, uh-huh. but I mean, <laughs> I'll sit side by side with somebody. Um, probably that's why a lot of times they do that in marriage counseling, you know, sitting sit side sit by side. side by side. Oh. the whole thing is like, you can't be in relation with people um, properly without boundaries. Mm-hmm. And even if your boundaries seem silly to them, or I have a, a friend who some of her boundaries... They don't seem silly to me anymore, but in the beginning mm. seems silly. Mm. And I was like, oh, big shot. Can't talk that day on the phone because of her husband. Oh, love. I need love. You know? And I'm like, now I'm after a year, I'm like, yeah, that's totally cool. Like that. She takes one day a week not to get phone calls so she can relax with her husband. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's. Was a little boundary she Mm -hmm. put up. I, from my trauma or whatever childhood, I'm like, oh, I felt ignored. Mm -hmm. And then you get to where you like each other enough to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's just before you hate the person, basically. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure.
0: Because if you don't, you're going to like build resentment. Oh, yeah. And you're just every time you see this person, you're going to get upset and and annoyed. And it's Mm -hmm. like, why would you want to why are you even showing up then? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) tell them what's going on? And I really like that side by side thing, because I was telling Kelly actually a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. I took a woman's studies class Mm -hmm. um, in college. And they talked about how men are easier to receive information side by side. Not. Face to face, face to face. Yeah. So the walks make sense, and I was telling him, like me and Eric do our best talking when we do the long drives. Mm-hmm. I love car rides, and it's so true because I feel way more comfortable saying all of the things when I'm talking like side by side with him. Like yeah. if I don't have to yeah. see that expression on his face of disappointment, sometimes it's, it's yeah. just easier to get it all mm-hmm. out, and then you feel yeah. better. Yeah. I so mean, I I think I'm really impressed with you guys having these
2: partners, and you know this um you know, guys in your life that you can actually talk to. Yeah. Like, like, and be heard and hear mm-hmm. them. Cause mm-hmm. that's a tough one. I mean, I'm opted out of that whole thing. I was just <laughs> like, okay, it's hard enough having friendships, much less intimate relationships with. Mm-hmm. So it's, Hey, I'm so boundaryless. I don't even have boundaries with my dogs. I mean, I literally have it in my head Lisa, you're going to have to buy new rugs once a year because I never train my dogs well enough. And they're so small. It's usually not a big deal. Right. Mm -hmm. We have accidents everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a pussy that I'm like, I'm such a pushover. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I just really have to my boundaries with myself of like the rugs can only cost fifty dollars each. You know, yeah. So again, it's as a 6 year old woman still working on it. I think we're just going to be working on this the rest of our lives, just like with the food stuff, too.
1: Oh, yeah. And I feel like the boundaries are in every aspect. So it's not just with, you know, people. Yeah. You're saying dogs, dogs. and you're yeah. saying food. Like we literally have to set boundaries with everything we do. Yeah. And it is everything. not easy. Well, it's like,
0: it's that whole organization thing. Like you have to plan for the Mm -hmm. day. And that does include like boundaries of what you're going to be doing Mm -hmm. and who you're going to be interacting with.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I do it with food
0: too, all the time. I'm like, Hey, I can't like a lot for things like, Hey, I know I'm going to have cake. So tomorrow's my birthday. So I'm going to have German chocolate cake. And I'm like, there you go. It's allotted. I know it's there and I don't care. Like, that's my boundary for tomorrow. I'm going to have my cake and and nobody better say shit. And I'm going to have my tequila shots and we're going to be great. Yeah, (laughs) We're going to dress up the fact is too like
2: the thing is boundaries also what people forget mm. you can change them anytime yeah. you want mm-hmm.
0: yeah so mm-hmm. basically
2: people think if they tell their mom hey please don't bring up what i eat mm-hmm. you could get where you don't in a year you don't even care yeah right like mom could say to you yeah. you know hey did you put on weight and you wouldn't even care like there's some yeah. people who do so much work on themselves and the boundaries can keep moving you just have to keep the person informed of it. Exactly. And, yes. And, you know, I remember I dated a lot of, like, nobody ever truly horrible. Like, I, I only mm-hmm. dated one criminal. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> and, um, but I dated some pretty, like, loserish guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they weren't all bad. They were just bad for me and I was bad for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I remember one time, because my mother, you know, she was like me with the big mouth. And I remember once in my thirties or late thirties, she said something like, Oh, the ones you date.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: all I said, like, cause I wasn't very brave when it came to her. I just said, <coughs> every time you say that, that makes me feel like a jerk mm-hmm. for picking them. So I'd like you to not say that anymore. I was shocked. I did that with my That's mom because awesome. she was so formidable mm-hmm. and she never said it again. So I was like, wow, if this woman can listen mm-hmm. and behave differently that's amazing. and yeah. sort of like ten years later, I didn't care. I was shitting all over the guys. <laughs> so it was just interesting how we can change by working on ourselves. but right now what's right for us has to be told to them. yeah,,
1: yeah. and I think it's, you know, we're not mind readers. Mm-mm. so and it, it other people, as much as we are allowed to have boundaries, other people are allowed to have them yeah. too. yeah, but again, We are not mind readers. Yeah, we have to communicate. So we have to keep an open Mm -hmm. communication because there are some things that, you know, I may do that I know that I do that drive Melanie up the freaking wall. (laughs) Ah, I mean, I know that I do them. And so I try to, you know, stop those as much as possible. Yeah. Um, But as long as she is open in communicating Mm -hmm. with me, hey. You're crossing that into that boundary. Oh, okay. Sorry. Like, (laughs) yeah. But she's communicating like there there's a there's a line here. You you can't cross that.
0: Yeah. Because after a weight loss surgery, I um, like I lost all the weight built some confidence mm-hmm. and I felt like all the things I was saying inside of my head and then around like only people I was really comfortable with was now like coming out to everybody. Mm-hmm. It yes. was like a whole nother level happened. And I mm-hmm. got a lot of people kind of freaked out. They were just like, what's happening to Melanie? Why is she like, just like telling me like it is. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, Melanie's actually always been like that. Just she wasn't doing that shit to you. And, yeah, right. that, and it's like, right. Hey, cause you guys are crossing some boundaries mm-hmm. here. And some of it was family. Cause they're like, you're not, you're not the same, and I'm like, well, one,
1: I'm not gonna be the same. Mm. There's no way yeah. I can be the same. People change and evolve all the, all time, the time, especially after a life changing thing. Yeah,
0: sure. and it's like, come on. And I was like, well, but here's the thing. Like, at least I'm telling you. That's what I told my mom because that yeah. was one of the big ones. Yeah. Was my mom mm-hmm. as well? Of and I was, course. and I'm like, hey, we just can't I, have this relationship like that anymore. Mm-hmm. See, that's great. And again, that's the whole, now that she got skinny, she's a big shot.
2: know mm-hmm. that she's rich, she's a big shot. Right. But here's what we have to do as humans, I think. We have to not punish them for our lack of boundaries before. Right. Mm-hmm. And we oh, have to give key. them time to catch up. Yeah. Because Bill Maher did a really great editorial a few weeks ago on his show about giving the guy in Iowa who's on the farm a chance to get in his head pronouns or transgender issues Mm. like give the guy a chance to catch up Mm. because I have misgendered people a lot just because I'm 60 and I was just like I had a I was on my friend's podcast the other day and uh now he's a he and he said I never took it personally that you would say she and then oh my god I'm sorry I'm sorry because you were trying and it was Mm. taking you time so we can't Be take ourselves as blameless for not having boundaries before and being wishy washy, punishing them for it and putting the hammer down, and then being like, "How dare you!" (laughs) Right? Yes. So we have to take responsibility for being kind of wishy washy, but also Mm -hmm. then give them a chance to catch up. Like if Mom Mm -hmm. makes a mistake and says, "Oh well, the thing about cake. Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot. You didn't want to talk about cake." Yeah. You know. Then we Mm got to give her up. Hey, Mom. You're trying. Yeah, so exactly. Everybody wants an attaboy. You yeah. know, the guy, in, the guy in Ohio who's misgendering people and doesn't mean it needs to be said, hey, at least he's trying.
1: Well, and I think you also, when you create those boundaries, and this is the discussion I had with my mom recently about my little sister, because my little sister is very, she takes over. So, like, she'll walk into, because I live with my mom. Mm-hmm. She'll walk into our house And she'll just put clothes in the washer. She doesn't care whose is in there. She's taken over. She's gonna cook her lunch. She's gonna watch her TV at like 50 degrees of volume. Like and we're trying to work. Like I'm I'm doing podcasts. My mom is working her job. And you know, we I've talked to my mom about it actually today. And I was like, here's the thing: you need to set boundaries, you need to say. If you're going to come into our house and you're going to do laundry, A, you need to pitch in for water. B, you need to pitch in for a laundry detergent because she doesn't either. Yeah. And it's very rude to just assume that it's fine because it's. it's is your. Does your sister live elsewhere? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so bratty and spoiled, but guess whose fault it is? My mom's, mm-hmm. which I told her, and she knows. She is very aware that she gives a lot of leash to Fiona. Mm-hmm. Why is, I mean, here's the deeper issue. Do you have any idea why she's scared of your sister? Because Fiona will get, she has, so she has a son, and my mom loves her grandkids more than anything, Yeah, and she's afraid that if she says something, Fiona will take Emmett away. And I told her today, I was like, but if she chooses to do that for that moment in time, because she's very, very, like, reckless with her actions, she Mm. just, like, reacts and then leaves. And I'm like, Mm. she, that won't last. And if it does, you set up a boundary.
2: Yeah. yeah. And And your your mom, you know, is being held captive and, like, held hostage by a threat over her head. Yep. And, again, that's... It's just a really horrible thing to do to anyone. It is. Yeah.
1: But um, Fiona also but, doesn't know that my mom mm-hmm. wants to put a boundary there. Yeah. So I told my mom, I was like, you need to let her know, like, these are my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And if you cross those boundaries, we're going to have to have another discussion. Because right. that way you're giving her leave, like, because she, Fiona was not going to change overnight. She's just not. No. But if you give her the opportunity to say, hey, these, is, these are things that I don't accept and if you do them again, we will have to have another discussion. Yep. You're not cutting anything off. You're just literally saying these are lines that you can't, you can't go across. And well, but
2: here's a, here's a step further. Oh, what is your codependency where you're trying to see if you're triangulating this, mm-hmm. meaning you're talking to your mom, your mom's not saying anything to her, mm-hmm. you know. Why isn't your mom taking agency of herself and you just going, none of my business?
1: Because I, you know, that's I feel like, I feel like she goes to me because I have always had very good boundaries with Fiona. Mm-hmm. She, she will do something and I'll say that's not acceptable. You need to like, she, dr- she drank all my coffee one time. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, don't. That's, that's war. Right. That's oh, I was like, Fiona. You replace my coffee. You do mm. not let me run out. If you drink my coffee and it gets to the end and I wake up to, in the next morning and I want coffee and it's not there, you're not going to like me. Yeah. No, so it's, it's a very important. clear boundary. Like if you drink my coffee, which I am I can share, but replace it.
2: That's, yeah, but that's part what I'm of
1: asking. Me, but part me really feels like your mom is taking the
2: easy way out by mm. relying on you for advice, mm. therapy. Mm -hmm. And there's something in you that loves being gone to for that because you're, you get to subconsciously be mommy's confidant and mommy's favorite. (laughs) I
1: always have been her confidant, (laughs) always.
2: (laughs) Which, by the way, isn't probably the healthiest thing. No, it's a codependent thing. You're not, you're not sisters, Mm -hmm. you're mom and daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, so a lot of it is so mixed up and crazy in Mm -hmm. all of our lives, you know, Mm you know the triangulation of, you know, one person against the other. And then those two probably talk about you a little bit. And mm-hmm. then like, it's all just, oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> oh, they, everybody's a big yet. Yeah. But I think what it is, is just us going, you know, mom, I mean, I mean, I, I think the textbook way to do it, which we're not going to do because it's just hard and maybe we'll do it someday mm-hmm. is mom. If you have a problem with her, you have to say something. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to you about this anymore. Oh yeah. But, but there's something in us that loves the gossip. No, oh, I um, love gossip. A little, and well. it's so, you know, I was noticing too, the friend of mine, I was saying, who's always on his phone, Um, he's a gossip and a half. Mm. And uh, part of me says, you know, I hate gossip. And then I'm like, yeah, but no. I, like, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So we have to like really tweeze out what we need from that, those relationships and see if we're getting it at all. Yeah. You know? Cause the gossiping. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not, we're not helping mom grow up. Mm-hmm. Because right. Because our moms, I mean, my mom definitely was less self-aware than I, because of, you know, the age group didn't right. get therapy. So yeah. your mom is going to stay this emotional cripple who feels hostage to your sister, instead of having agency for herself and going, mm-hmm. that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Please leave the
1: money on the table right now. Yeah, I I would love to see your mom do that. Oh, my God. It'd be so cool. I would love to see that. Yeah. I would love for my mom to just say what she thinks. But she is not. She is a very she's a people pleaser. She's very passive. Mm -hmm. Very passive. passive And I mean, even I got straight F's my freshman year, my first semester, Mm -hmm. And it was. I think you I need yelled. To try better. I think I yelled at you more oh, than your mom did. His <laughs> was, mom. Is, was your mother? Did your dad leave your mom,
2: or did he die? Um,
1: he was physically abusive to my mom. Yeah, oh, so she so has a lot of history with mm-hmm. just the poor thing.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and again, you know, we want her to be able to speak up for herself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Will she ever do it to the standards of you guys and me? Probably not. No. But little tiny steps maybe would help. Yeah. And that's
1: why I was like, just like do little, like little things, like set little boundaries. Like Mm -hmm. you don't come over until you call or you, when you use the washer and dryer. You bring your own detergent or you leave us money. I guess I
0: have right. a qu- I have a question for the group is okay. when do you know when to set a boundary? Cause I know that's a big question that I get mm. from people. It's like, how do you know when to set a boundary? How do you know what your boundaries are? Like what how have you guys found
1: those? I feel like mine are like random. Like yeah. something will happen and I will be like, no, that is no. So you just know. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. You just mm-hmm.
2: know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for instance, um, Okay. Suppose, suppose it's not me and you guys. Suppose it's some podcasting company and we're supposed to talk at six o'clock. Okay. Um, it's 620 and mm-hmm. Emily Post, Manner's book, says 20 minutes is the most you'll wait for anyone. So Emily Post has a 20 minute ba- boundary. Suppose my boundary is like, look, 10 minutes, unless it's a great fucking excuse. It's probably right. not my boundary, but whatever. Yeah. You just kind of know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's comfortable at first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, do I really actually think I like myself enough to do that and mm-hmm. to not have my time wasted, you know? And I think mm-hmm. it just is something that internally we feel and then it floats up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with this guy on his phone all the time, I internally felt it. And I'm like, oh, boy, now I have to have the talk. Yeah. Oh, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. So is my boundary, people put your phones away when you come to my house? Probably not. But is it, hey, gosh, if we're the only ones in the car, I'd really love it if you could be present. Yeah. yeah. And that's, Why are those things so hard? They just are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is there anything you're that makes you ask the question? Is there anything
0: yeah, you're that's str- what I'm wondering. Like, oh. Because I remember, I-, I just remember about like when I was like transitioning from being overweight to not, like I was questioning everything and like when I, in any relationship, I was like, do mm-hmm. I like this? Do I even, even music, even food, I was even like, do I really like this or am I just been doing this because I've yeah. been told to? Like yeah. I was trying to figure out like what do I really freaking like and who do I really want to hang out with? Yeah. Because I was noticing something. Some people I would feel like I have to go do this with them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why am I feeling that way? And so I was just like feeling it and feeling it. But I didn't realize, oh, that's my like internal person telling me like I need to set a boundary and figure it out. Mm -hmm. I feel like it took me a while Mm -hmm. to figure out. And so I would say, like, almost like a year or two of, like, figuring out, like, okay, who actually makes me happy? Who in my life is giving me compliments and making me feel good about myself? Mm -hmm. And who, when I'm around, is, like, dragging me down and making me feel like shit? And I'm like, oh, okay, these people, they're actually really negative. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, why am I, like, trying so hard to be friends with this person? Mm -hmm. And then finally, like, phasing them out was, like, almost, like, a weight lifted. It was crazy. Yeah. Well,
2: the thing is about that, you know, we notice when people are an energy drain mm-hmm. and we keep trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. It's the little girl who's keep trying to get daddy's attention mm-hmm. and we're going to make that work, whether it kills us. And then right. it's like, oh, it's going to kill us because they are not right for me. Yeah. So I don't like the word. I think we might have talked about this toxic people. Mm-hmm. There aren't 90% of the world is not toxic. No. They're toxic for us, and we're toxic mm-hmm. for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: I'm sure there's eight thousand people walking around the world saying Lisa Lampanelli's toxic <laughs> for them. I am. That's okay, right? Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? They're not right for me. The two people I downsized after COVID are definitely decent human beings, but mm-hmm. they're toxic in my life, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure I eventually would have been for them, or if I wasn't already, and it, you know had been phased out by them. So mm-hmm. I think it's we were so used to not asking for what we wanted Mm -hmm. because we had such shame around weight and other Mm -hmm. issues, whether it's poverty or lack of education or whatever, we grow up with race Mm -hmm. issues. I'm sure. I mean, I I guarantee it's harder for someone of a different race to stick up for themselves Mm -hmm. because they're afraid. So when you're fat, you will take what you're given Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, um, and that's a uh, obviously a generalization, but it seems to be how we were at least. Oh I yeah. mean, I would be afraid to like ask for something on a plane, and I was fucking famous. Like, <laughs> I was still afraid to ask for shit. Yeah. I'm like, there, I can't ask for peanuts even if I'm starving <laughs> because I'm freaking <laughs> fat. So they're gonna say, I have. I was at a show uh, about a week ago, my friend's comedy show, and like there was a couple who was very large. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I remember how you don't even feel like you deserve to order food back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I was just sitting there going, I hope they're ordering what they want. Mm-hmm. And I hope they're just eating that and having that as a boundary they have is like, hey, if we're gonna go out, we're gonna eat like humans mm-hmm. and not act like we're on a diet the whole time. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's all that undoing of the crap that we accepted before And the fact that it only took you like a year to phase people out. I think that's amazing. That doesn't sound like a long time to me. No, no.
0: Well, I guess for me, it was like I I worked out for two years like crazy. And then after that, I started really. So I guess like three years into the process, I probably took me to do it. But like it was hard because I'm like, I don't want to like just lose a friend because I lost weight Mm -hmm. because then also like. People were like, oh, you're just not going to talk to us now because you're skinny or you have all this self-esteem up, and like just being like thinking that I'm just going to be gone. And so I was trying to be like present as much as possible. But then it's like, yeah, wait, yeah. hold on. Why does not matter? Yeah. Like, why are we doing this to each other? Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah and They're, they're going to think that anyway. Uh-huh. If they're not right
2: for you, they're going to think, oh, mm-hmm. she got big headed all of a sudden. Oh, big shot. Oh, and now that she's this. Mm-hmm. So we can't control what they think. We never will. We'll mm-hmm. never win anyone over. Yeah. We just have to just be ourselves. And if they fade away, I remember when I was working at my last day job and I had just done my first open mic and I was so excited. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a comic. Like I could just tell from early on, first time on stage, I go, Oh, this is going to happen, but you know, it's going to take forever, but yep. I know. And I noticed these two women at work who I was really good friends with weren't eating with me anymore. Mm-hmm. because I was all enthused about the comedy. and you know, oh, I did this open mic and that. Hey, is it possible part of it that I was an endless font of information about mm-hmm. this and monopolizing the conversation? Probably that was part of it. Mm-hmm. But instead of them saying, hey, can we talk about what's going on at work instead? Mm-hmm. They kind of would always sneak off without me. And I was like, oh shit, this is like a lunchroom where you're mm-hmm. eating alone. Oh, no. So um, it's interesting how you get better But you do kind of have a part in it, too. You do. Mm -hmm. You do. But their bigger part possibly could have been to just tell me, gosh, could you take it down a notch? We'd Mm. love to talk about something else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, not everybody wants to hear about weight loss and podcasts, right? Mm -mm. They just don't. But the people that love us and accept us will say, hey, let's talk about something else today. Mm -hmm. Or what else is going on in your life? Yeah, like questions like that. Like, I yeah. know that people don't want to talk about the podcast 24-7, um, <laughs> but that's a big thing in my life. It's either divorce or podcasts for like the last year. That's been it. True story. True story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it because those things
2: are so important to us, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I, I, if I didn't do my podcast once a week and talk to those guys about everything and mm-hmm. this big issue we have every week, I'm just like... I feel like, who the fuck am I going to tell them about that? Because mm-hmm. it's heavy stuff, right? Yeah. And you want to always call your friends and be like, let's talk about grief again. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it, I think once you find a true friend who gets it and gets how to steer the conversation a little bit, mm-hmm. then they're kind of showing you boundaries without having to say, I have a boundary. We can only talk 10 minutes about your grief <laughs> or your weight loss. And you just kind of hear it in their voice. And you go, oh, okay. Let me be a little self-aware that I might not be the only important one in this conversation, right? Yes, right. yes, and
1: it's really hard for podcasters to do that. By the way, yeah. because you are so used to talking about what you talk. I don't about. know about that. That is, I don't
0: want to yeah. put that on all podcasters. <laughs> no, but because I don't at all. Like because yeah. so our tattoo artist does our logo, right? Yeah, and I play fantasy football with her and her husband, and I just mm-hmm. saw them a couple nights ago, and she gets on the mic. She's all, uh, Melanie. Why have you not told me what's going on with the podcast? Like you have Lisa Lampanelli on and yeah. all these things. Like she literally was listing things. And I was like, it was because <gasps> I went and saw her and I told her, yeah. her everything. And I was like, oh I go, I go, girlfriend, I don't really talk about myself and what I'm doing. Like, I'm literally like just wanting to know what have I missed out on your life. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't ever express it. So it's like, Kelly does it for me. I don't have to tell people. <laughs> oh, but that's an interesting, but that's uh-huh. an
2: interesting dynamic it too is. of the one who doesn't feel like they're worthy of
0: saying what's going on. Yeah, I don't. Now that I don't feel worthy, I feel I don't like to dominate a conversation. And I also like listening. I very like to like, I'm an observer. I really like to listen to people, kind of see where they're going with things. And then I'll give my little two cents in here and there. Crack a joke, make people laugh. Um, Well,
2: I think I'm going to, I'm not going to accept that. (laughs) Diagnose me, Lisa. (laughs) I just think, I think. Every, people who I've met like that, mm-hmm. this might not be you, you might be the one in a million is not, <laughs> don't feel they are worthy of a voice in normal life. Okay. So I had a friend who, she would always, she would be more like you, which mm-hmm. is fine. And she, I would go, dude, like, stop with the questions. Like, are you interviewing me? Mm-hmm. So at some point people want to learn about you. Right. And she then started opening up more, and she goes, "Oh my God, I do go into interview mode when I'm uncomfortable sharing about myself." and I mm-hmm. said, "Okay, you know, that's cool that you notice that. that's cool." And I like the even exchange more, so maybe it's not you at all. maybe you just are a reporter in disguise. Well, and maybe just say to yourself, "Huh, I wonder why I held back and didn't say that? Mm-hmm. Did I think they were going to be bored right did i did you end run the conversation so uh that's the whole funny thing is like noticing what we do, why, and maybe sometimes it's not a big deal. Maybe sometimes, you go, oh, I'm going to throw a little more info about me and
1: see if they like it. And well, here's I- my two cents about Anne-Marie hmm. is that she called you out. She did. Oh, I love like, Anne-Marie for that no, shit. She's so great. So she, wa- she legit wants to know mm-hmm. what is going on with the podcast. That's nice. So That's that really is nice. one relationship yep. that you can f- freely talk about whatever you want to oh, talk know. about.
0: It was pretty cool to see because, like, um, cause it's kind of like what you're saying is like for my deal is, is that like, cause I do go into interview mode when I feel mm-hmm. a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but also I want people to ask me questions. I don't like to just, I don't li- I don't like to overindulge, so I'm like just if you ask me, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. But like I also don't know what I should be telling you. So I'm like ah what like the fuck you. It's want. like a weird boundary. Like I'm trying to play where I'm trying to figure out like where do you yeah. lie with me? And because uh, only certain people are going to get certain information from me and know things about me. Because like I'm, I am very personal. Because before the podcast, maybe ten people knew I had weight loss surgery. Like it was very low.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. like
0: I don't I I don't post on Facebook or. Instagram until we did the podcast. Like Mm -hmm. I don't. I feel weird doing it. I'm like, who cares about my face? Like I don't like. I'm like, why am I posting it? This feels so awkward and foreign to me. And so like now, because she's taught me, Kelly's like, no, people do care. They want to know. Like it's good. Like it's totally fine. I'm like slowly realizing like it's okay to to share.
1: Well, after I agreed to do the podcast. (laughs) My first First question to her was, Mel, you know, people are going to know you had weight loss surgery now, right? (laughs) Yeah,
2: this is kind of a a big way to announce it. Right. And you know, what's wild too, though, what I love that you said, though, is that you just figure out who you feel safe with. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's
0: really what it is. Like there's,
2: you know, even family members that I don't feel safe talking about certain things with. So I kind of just leave it out. But then you got the friend you feel safe talking about Mm -hmm. work with and the one you Mm -hmm. feel safe about everything and Mm -hmm. the one about this and that. And I'm going, this is really cool because we get to go as slow as we want figure out a safe Mm -hmm. person and how much we should share. Yeah. And chances are, you're probably always going to err on the side of not being boring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're not going to say, overshare. So you're probably going to worry about it more and it's probably never going to happen where they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Like me, like I'm like, oh, half the time they're saying shut the fuck up. And I'm just like, I don't care because I'm so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That's me to a T. Why say just experiment with telling little bits to little people and see how it feels. It might feel cute with some and you know, maybe get over some of the Gosh, I can't tell anybody anything. And they shouldn't have to pull it out of you because eventually people aren't human can openers. They don't like having a I, I I always, that's why I even brought it up to that friend of mine who was always in interview mode. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to know as much about you as you know about me. It's just Mm -hmm. not fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and also you're not, boring. Like if you were boring, I'd be like, yeah, it's best you just shut up. But You have insight and things to say.
1: So there's nothing wrong with kind of making it equal. She wouldn't be on episode three with us if you were boring. That's
0: it's
2: true.
0: True. It's true. It's true. It's true. I don't I be like you
2: girls. I love what you're doing. Take care.
0: <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 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 well, and I, yeah, that's the deal is like, I don't think that I'm boring. It's definitely the, uh, I keep you at arm's length until you're not at arm's length anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, just because yeah. I have been burned even from like, being a kid like Mm -hmm. you just watch family members just do nasty things to each other and use that information against you and you yeah that's the deal there's always a tit for tat in my family Mm -hmm. like if i do this for you then you have to do that for me it's Mm -hmm. always been that way and right. so that's what I grew up with. So it's kind of like I, mm-hmm. I remember telling that was the first boundary with my mom. It's like, why does it always have to be that way? Can't mm-hmm. like I just mm-hmm. do something for you mm-hmm. and you don't have to give back or vice versa. Can't you mm-hmm. give me something without me being like have to take you to X, Y and Z place now mm-hmm. or give you some cash like this just doesn't make any sense to mm-hmm. me. Um, but that's uh-huh. how I was raised. And so it's like, ah, uh, I don't like. I'm afraid if I give out too much information, they're going to need something out of me. And it's just, nope.
2: <laughs> yeah, but- well, it's, it's wild that we know that where the patterns come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a first step in changing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we know that we tend to not put up solid boundaries till it's too late and we yell at them. Mm-hmm. Um, we go, oh, let me let me wait. When I hear that thing bubbling up inside, Yeah. when mm-hmm. I feel that thing, it's time to at least write it down and say, oh, I'm going to have to talk to that person. Or at least it's out there. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So you, I think you do know more than you think you know about when and where to do it. Yeah. And it's just what feel when it feels just like ick. Yeah. Like when it feels it that was weird. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like that. I remember once yep. a uh, again these security guard stories. I don't know why they're coming up, but this <laughs> guy, I don't know this guy made a joke about something I said on a roast, and it was like insulting to me. Oh, he's there to watch the dressing room. So in other words, he didn't mean it insulting because it was just a joke I had said, but it still was sexual. And I thought that was weird. Mm -hmm. So I just, I didn't be an asshole and scream at him. I just went and I said to the head of security, I don't really feel like I want to be around that guy. Personally, he didn't do anything horrible. Just, could you switch them out? Mm -hmm. And I was like, it doesn't really matter what he thinks. Mm -hmm. And that was scary. That was hard, but we
0: have to do it and go, ooh. Nobody died. Right. So most of
2: the time when we do a boundary, it's
0: like, oh, look, nobody died. This was great. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Nobody died, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's OK, okay. <laughs>
1: right after the divorce, I lost a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, Because she did some very shitty things after my divorce and gave information to my ex. And it was just not a good situation. She crossed some boundaries. She crossed some major boundaries. And this was before I knew I was allowed to have boundaries. uh, Because, yeah, it took me a while before Mm -hmm. I felt like I was comfortable putting those up. But she wrote me an email, which... I don't like that. Like, just have a conversation with me. I think it's a coward way out. It is. Because I called her and I was like, hey, so I know you did this. I know you did this. I know you did this. These things are not okay." So she had nothing really to say about it except for to send me an email. And she (laughs) went through this whole story about how when we, we were in somewhere, we had traveled together. She cried every night because all I could talk about was what size I was. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it went down. But if that was your perception, I, I'm i sorry. That's not what my, because she's a plus size woman. Mm-hmm. Sure. And she is not willing to give up food in order to be a healthier person. She can complain that she's overweight all she wants, right. which I did too. So I get it. Yeah. But I very, I literally was just like, I'm not going to discuss this anymore because you did some really shitty things to me. And yeah. you can send me an email, and I, I, you know, that's fine. I'm, I hope that helped you. But I'm setting a boundary as I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Because Again, that's I can't great. trust you anymore.
2: No, when the trust is gone, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to rebuild that. And also, mm-hmm. it, we have to just kind of work towards it not having to be completely over with mm-hmm. people. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like if my friend who had said she doesn't take calls on Sunday, if I'd have been like, well, that's unacceptable. <laughs> if you're a friend, you can talk to me 24-7. Um it's not worth losing somebody over mm-hmm. that one, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. if we can just like, hey, I would love to get off this call and be like, okay, um, I'm going to call this friend and say, gosh, I don't like the way you get on your phone all the time. And I mm-hmm. don't like that you never chip in the money. And I don't like this. And I don't like the gossip. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, I would do that. Will I be brave enough to do it today? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but at least it's percolating around there. It's little so.
1: steps. You got to take mm-hmm. like, and it's all like mental it really is. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't like tiptoe around it when you're talking to the other person. You have to be, in my opinion, very direct and say, yeah. this is this is not what I want. Um, right. But it mentally like you have to take these little steps of like, OK, what would I like? You, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like little, little baby steps.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think Rome wasn't me, built in a day. You know, no, we can't yeah. just change who we are overnight. And I think also it's like, what would I like somebody to say to me? Mm-hmm. You know, I would like somebody to say, you know, gosh, I really like your friendship. Um, but, you know, I don't like that we seem to interrupt each other all the time. Mm-hmm. So we work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we have people from the past who we didn't have boundaries with. Mm-hmm. Saying to them, I realize I was so wishy washy in the past. Like I just, mm. I should not have been so low self-esteemed that I didn't ask for boundaries. But that has changed. So sorry, I was like that. I'm sorry, I was a doormat that didn't help you relate to me. Mm. And I really can't hear talk about dot dot dot. Mm. So we have to kind of own that we used to be kind of shitheads. Yeah, and go well. They didn't know. Yeah, And they they loved it. it. A lot of people love when you're boundaryless because you'll give them money, you'll give them time, you'll Mm -hmm. give them attention when they're not Mm -hmm. doing anything back. But now we have to explain that we're not that person anymore
1: without the anger yet because we could do it
2: before the anger sets in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I know we've both gone through friendships where it was like needy all the time and it was high stress all the time. And we dealt with it because... We're like, well, we've been friends with them forever. Yeah. You just think like, yeah, that's just them. We're just gonna be friends with them forever because yeah. they're just friends. We didn't
0: realize like, oh, you can you can just not be friends.
1: <laughs> you you can literally just slice that off or say, I'm not gonna accept these behaviors anymore.
2: Yeah, or you can say things like, oh, I've only got 10 minutes. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good 10 one. Minutes. Um, you know, the proper way to vent, they say, I've read about venting is, you know, you call someone and this is just when you want to vent about something and not have any answers and just let it out Mm -hmm. and go, you know, do you have five minutes to listen to a vent? Mm -hmm. Sure. Or no. And they say, okay, give me a call when you have some bandwidth. And then the person is supposed to just forget everything you said, because you're ranting and raving about stuff Mm -hmm. that you just literally, the anger comes out. Mm -hmm. So you're going to say, I hate this one. I hate that one. I want to kill my mother. I want to kill my dog you know, where they have to forget that or else it's like, Oh my God, I have a killer potential killer on the loose. But yeah, it's, it's like explaining to them and asking permission to, you know, bent to them or be angry. Like if your friend, you know, every time you see that phone number, Oh, this one's the one that always talks for the hour about the husband Mm -hmm. or the ex-husband. You go, Hey gosh, you know, uh, um, it's just, I need to talk about my ex. Oh, I got about 10 minutes. Go.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If
2: you don't have the 10 minutes, don't do the 10 minutes at all. Right. And by the way, yeah. there's just some people who've got to go because um, they nostalgia keeps us in a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people love to use that big excuse mm-hmm. the making themselves look good. Like, but I'm just loyal. And mm-hmm. like, there's a reason there's a term loyal to a fault because mm-hmm. it's a fault at that yeah. point where, That person treats me like garbage, but I'm just loyal. No, nobody feels sorry for you. Like, (laughs) they shouldn't be in your life anymore. And the nostalgia of the good old days, the Mm -hmm. high school days, the college days, Mm -hmm. it's good to have the memories. And Mm then, oh, it doesn't serve you anymore. And it's sad. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be sad when somebody leaves or Mm -hmm. even if you cut someone off. There's going to be loss. Yeah. So just dealing with that.
1: Yeah. And realizing that it's OK. It's OK for you to change it up mm-hmm. and say these are not OK or to just say it's, it's time to say goodbye. This, yeah. this doesn't really work for us anymore. Well, And what I really liked um, when I was watching Whitney
0: Cummings' uh, podcast, Good For You. So mm-hmm. they talked about how, like, people are like chapters, like they're in the books, you mm-hmm. know, like it's OK for them to be like this chapter or even mm-hmm. this paragraph mm-hmm. and realizing friendships can be just a few chapters. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, that like hit a light bulb with me because I was like the one woman that like I've been friends with for over 10 years, like mm-hmm. we're not friends anymore. I'm like, but you know what? She served her purpose purpose like mm-hmm. that was a I and I probably served a good purpose for her and that mm-hmm. was our time frame together and they really are like books like it's just mm-hmm. like here's a chapter of my life we had yeah. a lot of fun and I was like this is an a great way to like understand it because when you grow up you just think like, oh, these people will always be there. And then and, mm-hmm. and then you don't know what to do when they're not there. And you're like, no, that's okay. Like you still live and they're just a part yeah. of your life and well
1: and you have those good memories yeah. still. Mm-hmm. Like course. you I, I can still look back and be like, Yeah, I had a great time in Mexico when I went with the people that I'm no longer friends with. Sure. Like I had a sure. great time. Yeah. But I know that that, that it was not sustainable. Right. Within who so, I am now.
2: Yeah. You know, my uh, a former shrink of mine, who, by the way, I had to have a boundary with and break up with. Oh. Um, yeah. I I tried to cancel. I'm, I'm not a big canceler of those things because I don't think it's right because it's, you know, a lot of money mm-hmm. and that's them doing a loss. But it was during COVID and I was like, my mom was sick and I was feeling shitty and I was just like, just can't do this today. And she goes, well, I'm going to have to charge you anyway. And I said, well, I get that, but. You know, here's what's going on. Yeah, well, that's my policy. So she had a strict boundary, Oof. and I had one right back. Yeah. And I said, Well, I guess we can't work together anymore. And the thing is, I don't hate her. Yes, I had resentment. I was mm-hmm. like, You know, said to the friend who introduced me to her, I said, Boy, that one with her fucking boundary. She goes, I've never met people with stronger boundaries than the two of you. <laughs> again, like, did I like it? No. Mm-hmm. But she actually taught me such a huge lesson when I started with her, because she goes, the five most important words. And this is like, this is just boundaries. That doesn't work for me. Like literally, it's not even placing a judgment on no. what the person is asking. That doesn't work for me. I was offered to do a podcast appearance on some, it could have been very broy. It was a podcast that had too much bro energy and was, <laughs> could have been pretty like, icky for me and like too jokey and dirty mm-hmm. and yeah I mean I'm tough I could do that but I don't do that anymore and I just literally send in a thing oh that doesn't work for me and I was like that's badass because sometimes just saying no yes no is a complete sentence mm-hmm. yeah I love that it's so mm-hmm. hard to just say no. Mm-hmm, like, right? that's hard to leave it hanging there. I'm still, no, I don't want to. I love. That's that's the way to, I am. It's tough. It's like, nah, I don't want to. No, but. I used to be like, to be like I'd rather kill myself than do that. Like, <laughs> I literally would be like, I'd rather eat a gun. But now, I mean, her advice was great. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work for me. I'm like, wow, friendships that can apply to yeah. family relationships, activities.
0: I'm like, yeah. Pretty much true. If it doesn't work, why are we doing it? One is the whole "keep it simple." Like that is so such a simple sentence mm-hmm. that is very powerful, though it, it is. it's it how do you across. come back from
1: that? Yeah, like, like you don't. Mm-mm. If that and doesn't it, work
2: for you, then yes. And if this guy had said, "What about that doesn't work for you?" I could have either shared with him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to have the right energy for mm-hmm. me. Um, Take care. <laughs> take care is a nice big one of. You know, this discussion is over. (laughs) Peace out. I I wish you nothing but the best. That's a big one for me. And um, I guess you guys know when I have boundaries with you, because I'll be like, well being on this podcast does not work for me. <laughs> and I wish you nothing but the best. You'll be like, bitch, you already told us your secrets.
0: <laughs> I know. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on with Lisa? I'd be calling <laughs> Kelly right away. Be like, um, what the fuck just happened? But
1: I mean, speaking of <laughs> that, what like we've it? we've had to put boundaries up with uh, people that we work with lately. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Of cool. the the fact that our time is it's, valuable
0: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. it does not work for us. Like how I use that, for you to not respect that. Yeah.
2: Hundred mm-hmm. percent. If you if you, you say to, you're gonna call, call. Yeah. If you say you're gonna text, text. Like I cannot, I cannot. I hate. Uh, my brother had said to me once, because he was a ESPN editor and he's just really badass, but he always cares about every letter on every me too, every punctuation mark. Like we're journalists, so we yeah. were fucking anal about this. And he'd, he'd always say to me, I'd go, God damn it, this one with this mistake and that mistake. And you'd be like, no one's ever going to care as much as we do. Yep. And you meet people like yourselves who do, like my mm-hmm. podcast guys. Mm-hmm. You got to really care about it and mm-hmm. go with people who do care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to do boundaries this week with, um, oh my God, I haven't even plugged my podcast. I'm gonna, yeah, but losers with the dream, listen yes. to it. It's fucking great. Yes. My two partners are these guys, Bo and Nick, and they're 30. Mm-hmm two and 28. And I had to say to one of them this week, I had to say, I'm really mad at you the past three days, like very calmly. Yeah. Cause he had sensed it. Cause I'm, it's pretty easy to sense for me. <laughs> and, um, he's also very aware cause of being in AA and different programs. He knows that he needs to take accountability. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? I appreciate the apology, but I've been pretty mad and I'm going to tell you why. And it was just so great. Cause I was like, I suddenly, from that one conversation, he stepped it up in the last three days to care about my podcast with him as much as I do. And I've been getting constant texts. Do I think it'll last forever? Probably. We all slack off a bit, yeah. and yeah. then yeah. A gentle, re- but a gentle reminder is a boundary. It's like, oh, remember you said you would post this thing every day at such and such a time. Just a reminder. Mm-hmm. And you go, wow, I don't even have to be mad at people if I have boundaries. Like, it's so cool yeah. to not mm-hmm. go through, like, pissed off all the time. Oh, yeah. It's we a, had a, it's a lot more calmer. We had
1: one. She was mad at me. I was mad at her. Like, it was a mutual, just mad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we had gone through like several recordings. No, it wasn't even recordings. And we were mm-hmm. doing other stuff. And like, you could feel, I could feel it. I was like, the tension. what the fuck is happening right yeah. now? And we yeah. literally, like, left our phones upstairs. We were down in the mm-hmm. studio and we were just like, okay, let's get this. Like, let's have this out. Wait, and like, let's have, have a conversation. Yep. And it was, it, as soon as we got it all out there, we were like, okay, now we can be best friends mm-hmm. and co-hosts again. Yeah. It, you know what? You're
2: so right because you notice it. And that's the thing, you know, we were, it was so funny because I had of course triangulated. It was so bad of me. I betted it too. Um, when I was angry with Bo, I called Nick the night before and I just go, oh, so I guess nobody wants to work. And he's like, oh, (laughs) what happened? And I go, you know, I'm motherfucking everybody. And I go, you know what, Nick, me and you, we're fucking professional. We're going to meet tomorrow at the diner. We're going to go over all this fucking social media shit and this TikTok and all this shit. And fuck Bo. So all of a sudden, when Bo calls me to apologize and we have this nice talk. And I said, yeah, I've been angry. And I go, me and Nick are meeting uh, to talk about social media stuff. And he goes, oh, oh so, so, so you're meeting without me? And I go, you're being punished, but don't <laughs> worry. We'll meet with you Saturday and put you up to date. He goes, I- I'd probably just distract you anyway. I go, yeah, you're kind of fucking distracting. So, <laughs> you know? but it's so funny because you just got to get it out. You do. You, know? you do. And again, Nick is the type to forget everything I said. It was just a vent. Mm-hmm. We all came back together, but I'm like, You can't record a podcast with people if you didn't get that out of the way first. Thank (sighs) God that got out of the way by Wednesday.
1: Well, and I don't feel like you can have a truly emotional connection with your co-host or Mm co-hosts if you don't have moments like that. I mean, me and Mel spend probably four or five days every week together. Yeah. Like, there's there's no way not one of us is going to get mad ever. Right. Like, that's not realistic. I mean, I get where they could never get mad at me because I'm still (laughs)
2: perfect. But you know what? I have to watch too. I mean, I have to be very, um, it used to be with all my opening acts, it used to be, look how much I'm doing for you. And even if it wasn't said out loud, it was like, why aren't you getting me Diet Cokes? Why aren't you doing this? Like in my head, I'd be like, this fucking asshole, I'm taking him on tour. You think you'd ever play a club or a theater without me? And in my head, I'm like, why can't they run and get me lunch? Like, how about you just ask them Yeah, you know? <laughs> more than happy to. So, yeah, with the podcast partners or touring partners or whatever, it's like, oh, my
0: God, we just have to say what we mean and mean what we don't say, say and don't say it mean. It, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because that's actually what I think was awesome about our like little I don't know what you call spat. that spat, I guess, yeah. was that mm-hmm. like when we would talk, we weren't we never yelled. Mm like, like even when she says something to me, I was like in my head, like, hey, wait, hold on, what did she say? okay, well, how do I need to respond? Because like I felt the err at first, you know, like because you can feel that in the back of your throat, in your uh, head, and you're just like, oh, I'm going to say and something you get domain. heated, and you get, like,
1: you're like, oh, I'm going to punch you in the face.
0: And in my head, I was like, no, no, Kelly has a point. I need to say, like, X, Y, and Z back to her. And mm-hmm. that way, she knows that, like, we can have this free form conversation mm-hmm. without judgment. Because I think that's also what's scary about boundaries is you get really scared to tell someone because you're afraid of the reaction you're going to get. Because mm-hmm. sure. I I know I was telling a girlfriend before because she'd be like, my boyfriend this, my boyfriend that. And I was like, well, have you talked to him about it? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, do you know how he feels about it? And she's like, we don't talk about that stuff. And I was like, well, then. You probably should. I will just yeah. to be honest with yeah. you, because I would be so scared to tell Eric anything for a mm-hmm. while, like of just like emotional things, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. And after a while, once I told him, I, you know, I, I'm worked it up in my head mm-hmm. about how he was going to respond. As we all do. <laughs> and yes. Then, yes. Right. We all do it. And then like, I told him and he did not react how I thought he was. And it's funny. Cause I like, I was like, huh. And he's all, you didn't think I was going to act like that. Did you? And I was like, no, I did not. <laughs> uh, he's like, he's all, think
2: about it. It's okay. I love how we write, write their lines for them in our head. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because boundaries, you know, bringing them up, like you say, it's hard, but it's like, it's harder to lose the relationship. Because, because you didn't because say anything. You
1: didn't speak up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So that's, to me really like where you go, Oh, do I really want to lose this person totally mm-hmm. without giving this a shot of like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't talk about that subject or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Right.
0: And we want to sort of triage it before we lose the whole thing. Well, and give people a benefit of the doubt. Like that was my biggest thing is like, you don't know how they're going to react. Cause every yes. time I have like thought of like this whole workup thing in my head, Oh my God, I've been like, just. Not exactly at all. Like, it just been like totally failure. Like, they've reacted yeah. to, actually normally way better, like super awesome and chill. And I'm like, fuck, man, that was just all in my head.
1: <laughs> I talked to Zach about that the other day because me and Mel took a day and I was supposed to meet up with him or something, but we ended up shopping. Like, we just needed a day of just the two of us nothing podcast, just mm-hmm. like being friends. Mm-hmm. And right. so we went and we shopped. And we were. I remember it vividly because we were in Victoria's Secret. And I was like, and he calls and I'm like, so we decided to go shopping again. Or like still. (laughs) um, So um, we'll, we'll, I mean, I don't know how much longer, but it shouldn't be too much longer. Like I'm like trying to make it like better because I'm expecting him to be just like pissed. Which I don't know why because he doesn't get pissed like that. Well, your ex did though. My ex definitely did. And Zach was like, have fun. (laughs) Like he, he wasn't understanding like my panic moment. Yeah. And so after we talked and he was like, I didn't, I went home and took a nap. I don't care. care. Like go shopping. Half the time, by the way, half the time the
2: guys really want us out of the house. (laughs) I mean, I do not blame them. We can be a pain in the ass. Yeah. so It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting how we blow it up in our head because of our history. Yeah. Yeah. Mom and dad acted or whoever Mm -hmm. raised us. He was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm just projecting this onto this poor guy who's like I'm perfectly happy watching TV for a while. Take care." Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. he was totally fine. He's like, "Just so you know, you don't have to worry about me getting mad if you're going to like go shopping or something." Yeah. And I was like, <sighs> Not... "Okay, thanks." <laughs> like I was like I could breathe again cuz I was yeah. in full like let's make this better. Like I don't I don't know how to explain to him that we're taking way way longer than I thought we were going to and but I yeah. needed the day and he obviously Realize that, yeah. So, yeah, he did. He was nice. Eric was nice. Like they
0: both were. Like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, It's like, have you. fun, do your thing, bring he, us food. That's, <laughs> that's really
2: exactly whole. how it's supposed to be. Yeah, you right. know, it's supposed to be everybody's independent and and interdependent too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, hey. I think this is great. I think we're on the road to wellness. I think so
0: too. We're yes. going to be
2: so strong and boundaried,
1: and it just doesn't boundaried. work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's really, I think it's really good to realize these things within ourselves. But also, like you brought up some really good points. Mel brought up some really good points that, like, I can definitely use mm-hmm. in my day to day life because oh, yeah. it's really hard to put up a boundary. It's it is. really fucking hard, but. There's Take it one day at a time, one step at a time, and you'll know when the time is right, I think. I'm totally going to use. Also, also a really
2: important thing is to remember that other people have boundaries with us and we find it hard to respect those. Yes. So we have to work as hard at maintaining their boundary and helping them with that Mm -hmm. as we do with our own because I'm a boundary breaker and a half sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, stop it. It's not. That's not cute. Mm. That's not cute. Nobody likes that.
1: Nope. Nope. Really not. (laughs) (laughs) You're thinking of something, aren't you? No, I'm just that's (laughs) me in a nutshell. I like to like, hi, there's your boundary. Okay. I'm going to peek over, (laughs) see where the other side is because.
2: I know. know. And, you know, I'm trying to be so respectful because Nick and Bo, they, you know, Nick has, uh, excuse me, Bo has a girlfriend now. Oh, yes. And he's so happy. So I try to like, cause we post little quizzes and stuff on Fridays and Sunday nights and i try to get them to them by five in case they have a date at night and this and that, or I try to say in advance if I can't. Mm. So I have to like walk this line between, you know, going, fuck you, you have no career yet. You have to do your best every 24 seven losers with a dream. How dare you Going, They really need love too. like, yeah. they need girlfriends. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. I have to respect that. Nick is not going to answer the phone after 10 at night because he literally has to get up at four 30 because he's a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like you just accept boundaries and you go,
1: okay, like, why would I get mad at that? We should respect because- that. Yeah. If we're expecting them to respect our boundaries, we have to respect their boundaries because it may they're not going to be the same like at all. Well, it is a two way street
0: like it is. That's the deal It's like it's a give and take. And if you don't want to, that's how you know that that relationship isn't for you. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, my God, I couldn't have said it better myself oh yes we've <laughs>
2: learned a lot bitches did
0: yeah, yeah, i of know course. i'm so excited our session with lisa we learned so much
2: yeah. wouldn't it be funny if you're like look guys one of my boundaries is i don't like to be called a bitch so if you could stop that i'd be like like part of me internally of course i would be like oh what a cunt no <laughs> no part of me would be rolling my eyes and then going She probably has some trauma associated with that word. So I'm going to do that. You know, and you eventually get to where. It's true. Why am I going to judge if somebody doesn't like something they don't like? I remember my Mm. poor dad. My dad hated cursing. Mm. He hated even any word like pregnant. He couldn't even say. He was such a gentleman, you know. He was old fashioned. Yeah, he was like, she's in the family way. And uh, I was like, oh, he doesn't like that. I can not do that at his house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can at home and stage do whatever I want, mm-hmm. but let me just, it is their house. Yeah. So yeah. It, don't, we're going to, we're going to be fine. I think yeah. we're all work in progress, but we're killing it. We yeah.
1: are, we're getting there. And if anybody has any questions about boundaries or wants to tell us their stories, let mm-hmm. us know.
0: Yeah. Message us. Ooh, you know yes. where we're That's at. Yeah.
1: Cause I love to hear boundary stories because it really helps create my own boundaries mm-hmm. Because yeah. I realize, like, oh, maybe that's not cool. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, for me, like peeking so cool. over like I do, I mean, that's bound to happen. So yeah. I like to know what other people think. Because well, with you, it's funny. You push your own boundaries. Oh, I 100% she do. push like, yeah. pushes so
0: hard. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you pushing? Like, you're just hurting yourself, my friend. I panic. Well, we, a lot of it with us is that rebel
2: part that we think is helpful and it's, And say say we know how much we have to eat and those extra three bites are going to make us physically feel Mm -hmm. disgusting. Mm -hmm. The rest, I mean, literally like floating up the rest of the night. Who are we rebelling against? Ourselves. Um, our stomach. Um,
1: our boundary. Our
2: stomach, like, boundary. Okay, like I just hurt myself. Great. Mm-hmm. I'm a rebel yep. without
1: a clue. Yep. Me and Zach do it. Mm-hmm. We'll sit and we'll be eating and I'll be like, oh, I'm so full. And he'll be like, yeah, me too. As he's reaching for another bite, and I'm like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You're going to hurt. <laughs> and then he'll I do know. the same to me. Like, it's a back and forth
0: thing. I just look at Eric. I'm like, why are you trying to hurt yourself, man? Like, what are you doing now? I should
1: probably I, say
0: that now. I realize, like, I don't like pain at all. <laughs> so I'm always like. You do not. they like, don't. I don't like it. So I'm, if I go to do that, I'm like, why no. Because I really like, I don't know what it is about pain. I just don't don't like it. At I all. handle pain very well. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Ah! <laughs> I'm not a fan at all.
1: You are. Like, you have a high pain tolerance. I do. I'm like oh, that's why when I happening. say I'm in pain, like Mel knows it like, oh shit, she's in pain. Yeah, like she the text doesn't... this morning was fuck back. It was all fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, that's it's that pain tolerance is a lot. Yeah. You know, it's a really variable. Mm-hmm. I go I usually go a bite or two beyond and then mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, oh, Great. Now I can distract myself from actually working on my real yeah. fucking feelings mm. and replace it with working on how thick I feel. So I know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Like, we know, and I think, OK, first step is acknowledging it. Yeah. And hopefully mm. we can change some of that shit. So, yeah, so this will lead to more discussions with the three of us. Hell yeah. Yes. Yes. We got to
1: pick a topic for next month. So if you guys have any ideas on that too, send it to yes. us. Yeah. Because
2: we were supposed to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to tell you. We were supposed to do a topic that I do have written down. Ooh. So we won't tell you what it is. But uh I'll remind the ladies. Yeah. Send us other topics. Yeah, that'd be Yeah, totally- put it in the
0: comments section. Mm-hmm. Um, Because we look at those. We respond to those right away. So mm-hmm. we will we'll set up a whole list. Yeah. That would be really fun. Yeah.
1: Or you can go over to our website, mm-hmm. oursleevelifepodcast.com. And we have a contact us form. Yes, we do. And you can... Type in whatever message you want to send to us. Yeah, hopefully and while, it's nice.
0: And while you're there, pick up Kelly's shirt because, look, we have Halloween shirts.
1: <laughs> so Thank
2: you. I love those. Yeah,
1: Mel's yeah. favorite Disney princess is Belle, yep. and mine's Ariel. Mm-hmm. So that's what we work for Halloween this year. Yeah, mine's mine's
2: Ariola. She's a. <laughs> <laughs> She's got big tits and a tight box. Anyway. That's my <laughs> <her. pretty> girl. <laughs> absolutely cut that out. But nope. uh, if you guys enjoy Lisa Lampanelli and uh, mm-hmm. her drilling down all the problems mm-hmm. of today with the two millennial men, you may listen to my podcast called Losers with a Dream, available everywhere. It is going to drop every Tuesday from now on till the end of time. Uh, maybe I will be 80 years old and I'll still be doing it. Let's hope so.
0: Yes. That's right. And that will be tagged also in the description. So go click on Mm -hmm. that and go watch them because they are hilarious. Yes. (laughs) And if you would like to watch
1: this episode, Mm -hmm. where do they go, Kelly? they They go to our full first off. You can go to our YouTube channel. Yes. And Don't forget to subscribe. Click that little bell. That's right. And then where else can they go now? They can go to patreon.com forward
0: slash OSLP and get your exclusive content because you get this 10 days earlier than everybody else. Um, And you can be part of the Benchies, our support group that I was talking about earlier in the podcast. Mm -hmm. You get to hang out with me and Kel all day long. Mm -hmm. And then if you get the $10 tier, you get an exclusive episode every week from us. It's like 20, 30 minutes of us just shooting the shit about random things that happen throughout the week. So come hang out with us. And uh We love you guys. Yay. And we will see See you you
1: next time. time. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos. Eric Vaughn with 17th Street
0: Studios, because he provides our music and our recording space. Thanks for listening to our Sleep Life podcast, where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.